I want a traditional Christmas with snow and stockings and eggnog and carolers. Jake was looking forward to the best Christmas of his life. Still planning on coming home for Christmas? Yes, sir. He and Allie were flying home to be with his family. Pick you up tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. Okay. Until a practical joke. Something wrong, fellas? Changed his plan. All right, Jake, where are you? Changed his wardrobe. I'm in the middle of nowhere dressed like Santa Claus being attacked by a killer buzzard. Changed his life. Wish I were dead. I said I wished I were dead. But now, his unbelievable journey. Come on, Jake. We can make it. Father Christmas, just tell me what you want from me. Is about to become <laughs> something very special. Maybe I should just go with it. Yeah. Disney's I'll Be Home for Christmas. Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. Me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. Yay, we're back. Oh, my Yay. God, we're back. Oh, my God, we're Dude, back again. It has again. been a hot minute. <laughs> I literally haven't heard this the sweet sound of your of your strawberry voice um, in, <laughs> in, in so long, Katie. And, and that's my fault because I was in my hubris was like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, just make this movie really fast. And uh, we'll be able to record, and I'll, we'll be gone for a couple weeks, and it's it's gonna be no problem. I mean, how hard can it be? Um, it's very hard, uh, and uh, time consuming. Who knew? Uh, and I had no idea that I would neglect bad movie brunch as hard as I did. But you know, my my soul has been shredded to the bone with all of this process, and the only thing that can, you know, repair me is getting back to talking about shit movies with my good pal, Katie. So I'm happy to be back. Yes. I'm so glad (sighs) to be speaking to you as well. It's lovely to hear your voice also. And uh, just really quick, though, um, just in case people have forgotten since we haven't been around, why don't you give them a quick taste of your movie? Oh, Katie, thank you so much. All right. I wrote and directed a feature film. It is called Break. It is a coming-of-age love story set in the span of a summer. Uh, a kid from, from Chicago goes back to his small hometown in rural Illinois and uh, spends the summer with his old pal Marley, and they fall in love and hang out at roller rinks and, you know, just just really live the quintessential American summer, but through the lens of a... Uh, of a small town and a, and a way of life that I feel like isn't properly portrayed on screen um, all too often. And I'm really excited about it, and I'm proud of what the work we did. I couldn't be more astounded by the hard work that the actors and the crew uh, did, and uh, all I tried to do was pretend that I was a director while they did all the hard work. <laughs> so uh, that, that being said, uh, we have footage. We've, we've shot the thing, and I'm thrilled about it. Um, but we could always use more help. Uh, from people because I am a filmmaker for free and I work at a movie theater other than that. So, you know, I don't, I don't have, I don't, do you have health insurance? Uh, no. Yeah. Me Does either. anybody? No, I don't. Uh, so, but anyways, if you wanted to help us, you know, pay, pay actors and get this movie cut and see it, you can go to break a feature film on GoFundMe and you can also find us on BBF productions, Facebook, bad movie brunch is posted about it as well. Um, yeah, it's the giving season. It's the holiday season. Um, but fuck, fuck me, Katie. What have you been up to? (laughs) 
I have been continuing to work in virtual reality and writing scripts. Oh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're living the life. Dude. What's your what's your uh, not as exciting as making bullshit. a feature film? Bullshit. <laughs> my my shit's basic. You write you write the song. You write the scripts to make the whole world sing. <laughs> what a delightful <laughs> thing to say, my man! But yeah, you no actually problem. did make me cry. So oh. there we are. Oh well, thanks, Katie. Uh, so being in we are in the holiday season, I thought it would be mm-hmm. well. We thought it would be very prudent to do a holiday season on Bad Movie Brunch because Christmas movies are just a whole different fucking animal, uh, in my opinion. Like, this is such a unique genre, uh, and I feel like there's a lot of similar beats in these movies, but, like, they literally should just be regarded as their own category. It's like, I said this about comic book movies, like, on our first episode. It's like, I think they should be held to a different standard, and I feel that way about Christmas movies, too, uh, because they're just... They're like I said, their own thing. How do you feel about holiday films? I, you know, I was actually having a conversation recently about favorite Christmas movies, and I had this daunting realization that, unironically, the movie that we're talking about today is my favorite Christmas movie. Yes, for better or for worse. Yes, which says all kinds of things about my taste, <laughs> and because uh, I do think that it's it's different because. The thing about Christmas movies, this is a big trope in them, is that if you don't have the Christmas spirit, Christmas will fuck up your plans. So true. That's just the way it is. It'll find a way to make it so that you don't get that job or you're not able to go to your destination or you have to get the spirit through some kind of sidekick or fall in love. It's just the Christmas spirit has an entire agenda. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, and I love it. And, you know, I grew up on Christmas movies. Uh, ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas has always been a staple in my life. Now it's free form and they're still crushing it. In fact, the movie we're talking about, I'll Be Home for Christmas, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I watched uh, uh, on the free form app. If you don't have the free form app, you're, you're fucking up, especially during the holiday season. And to help us talk about this movie, we have a very special guest. Uh, her name is Taylor Shepard. Say hi, Taylor. Hello. I said say hi. Yay! <laughs> hi. There we go. And uh, <laughs> and uh, she is a actress. She is a style <laughs> icon. <laughs> she is the love of my life. Um, most importantly. Yeah, most importantly. Um, she was in the. She was. Hey, you like being in that movie? We yeah, made, right? I did like being in that movie, and you, it wasn't just the actors who were doing a great job. It was mostly you leading no. the way. You made the movie, making the movie smooth as a baby's bottom. It went so well. Ah, shucks. Well, <laughs> uh, well, well. Thanks, babe. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so yeah, we watched it yesterday. Uh, I had only seen this movie. I saw it. I, I, it's weird, actually, because this should be so far up my alley. Because uh, it's '90s Disney, and it falls into that weird category of '90s Disney that I'm obsessed with, where the movies are like, oh fuck, Disney wouldn't do this now. Uh, and like, yeah. it, like, like heavyweights, mighty ducks, so that sort of thing. Um, but I missed it. I always missed it somehow. And then, but though I knew of it and then I never saw it until you sh- you made me watch it with you. Uh, when we, well, you didn't make me, but when we were going to, <laughs> to uh, DePaul, uh, and I remember us roasting the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. If oh, I yeah. Recall. And, uh, there are some choices made. And in and uh, upon a second Too viewing, many uh, choices. <laughs> upon mm-hmm. an academic viewing, uh, 
I've found that it's still very roastable. But I've found several things that I actually really enjoyed that I maybe didn't remember from the first time. So with that being said, should we just jump right into I'll Be Home for Christmas? Le- take the take the reins of the sleigh, Santa, Katie, and, sure thing. And, and, and pull us into the holiday season. Okay, but really quick, I just want to talk about my own background with it. Yes, please do. Which is that... Uh, So I used to grow up in Dublin, Ohio, but every summer I would fly as an unaccompanied minor to Portland, Oregon to visit my grandmother. And she had in her VHS collection for the kids the Disney classics, this movie called Big Red that I've never heard anybody else having seen before. (laughs) And for some reason, I'll be home for Christmas. Like this was part of the pantheon of her kids' movies. I don't know why. I don't know how. But it was there, and I watched it every summer. And I love this movie. There's just <laughs> something really weird about it because it's just it's about like a very like a narcissist attempting to function with the rest of society, and just how and it's it's so bizarre. So the movie opens with our lead JTT. He's in uh, college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's college you know you can miss it super quickly but there's like a little uh sign there that's like not pasadena but something something college and then it gives you the year which it's a oh uh, i know but like but it, then they go it to also, lockers but they have lockers yeah i had lockers and presumably in my college he hasn't been home for christmas in years yeah years Let, like, and they're 18 it's so fucked. The t- everything okay, <laughs> and so it begins because everything like the details are so fucking weird in this movie. The the screenwriters, uh, t- uh, Taylor did some googling. What else did they write, Taylor? Uh, without a paddle. Um, and one of them wrote Deuce Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So, of course. But this was their first one, right? Like this is where they started off together, and so. You know, you, once you make a Christmas movie, what, what do you make next? They seemed so out of touch with how a plot, uh, not how a plot works, because they understand beats. They're like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. no, they get that. There's then this movie's beat, 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 beat. It moves. You know what I mean? But uh, th- what they don't understand is like detail and like heart. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think they definitely are like. So how many turns can we have? Like, how many times can we have this kid's journey just get so confused? And how absurd can they be? And that's how we're going to get there. Because all of a sudden you're There's happy to There's a journey, lot of like, wacky shenanigans, that's for sure. All that's to say, I do enjoy watching this movie now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it starts out in college boarding school, vague age, central in lovely California. I'm pretty sure it was shot at Pepperdine. And uh, so JTT plays like a young or like a late teens con artist. And he's running like a gambit with a bunch. He has like a sidekick named Ian who gets written out of the movie really early on. And he has this girlfriend, Allie, who he really wants to take to Cabo San Lucas because he's avoiding his own Christmas because his father remarried his stepmother 10 months after his mother died. So he wants to avoid her at all costs and just spend some time with Allie and Cabo. But Allie has her own family and doesn't want to be dragged to Cabo. She wants to have an actual family Christmas. So she yells at him and she calls him selfish. Meanwhile, JTT is running a racket where he's helping some jocks cheat in this amazing scene where they just all call each other the Brent man, the Ed man, et cetera. Oh, God. Yeah, that was tough. 
And how do they cheat, Luke? Uh, like via like beeper, uh, right? Like he's like on like Mm -hmm. the like the the nerdy friend who's getting locked in lockers is like hacking into like. I have no idea. He's on like a Quizlet. It's like what he goes and takes. Magically, they're able to throw a uh, test through the window, and then they run to his room. <laughs> he puts it on Quizlet, which is uh, not Quizlet. It's the 1990s version of it. And then he's supposed to be typing them in, and then he's sending them through a bleeper or beeper. Bleeper. Bleeper, blooper. <laughs> uh, it's, and, a, it's a bleeper. And then the evil man. I don't remember his Ed, name. Eddie. Oh, yeah, the Ed yeah, man. The Ed man. Ed man happens to see him. Oh, which also we can't uh, bypass the idea that they he is driving the car backwards and then hits a beamer, and then we never see that car look like it's hurt ever again. No, uh, no, there's a lot of things that, that <laughs> don't have consequences in this movie. The other thing we I don't want to I don't want to gloss over, and I know it'll be proved time and again. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the lead, uh, like at, at like at peak Jonathan Taylor Thomas like era is like mm-hmm. the douchiest douche in this movie <laughs> like when your opening dialogue is like is like yo man you got my tickets to dave matthews band and like fucking yeah. uh yeah i'm going to cabo san lucas for christmas and like stuff and he's got like oh, the my- frostiest frosted tips just sticking eight feet in the air <laughs> oh but we need to talk about the inciting incident my friend of course get to it so what actually makes Jonathan Taylor Thomas go home for Christmas? It's oh, not his family. Fuck. It's not Allie, his girlfriend. It's the fact that his father is bribing him with a 1957 Porsche if he comes home. That's the only reason why any of this happens is because he wants a nice car, uh, which is so alienating so quickly. It's really fucked up. So here's this. Oh, God. So... It's like, all right, so you're the douchiest kid alive, uh, and it, it, say you're Jonathan Taylor Thomas in this movie, and you're the you're the worst, and mm-hmm. so you've already manipulated people to get answers for tests. You're you know you're using your friend who gets stuffed in lockers for your Dave Matthews band tickets. You're trying to trying to strong arm Jessica Beale into going to Mexico with you for the summer, and you're like you're like ten years old, uh, <laughs> like it, it's 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 seemingly, and to top it all off, the man's I don't know the man's like only yeah like only reason to go and be with his family isn't like his pleading father, it's like. Or, like, you know, maybe his sister, who apparently he doesn't like. Or, like, yo, if your fucking mom died in the past few years, like, the Porsche is the only thing that's going to get you there. Um, well, it's also, like, isn't daddy paying for everything? So, no like, shit. There's how so much oh, can yeah. you hate your dad? They're absurdly they rich. In this movie. Oh, like, in every, like, shot of them in their home is, like, him, like, pensively stoking a massive fireplace and, like... Fucking shit like that. It's Bringing like, the nicest turkey at the, yeah. to the dinner table. So, okay, my my seemingly 17 to 18-year-old son at college uh, <laughs> with lockers, make if you make your way across this entire country from California to New York by 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve, you can have this Porsche that is priceless. 
Yeah, it's the only thing you can't have, though. That's why they have to do it. I guess, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, I think maybe you go to, like, you're only, like, five pages in. Maybe you rewrite this and, like, make him a decent person at first. But, like, having, no, a, fl- having like a flaw. Not even a little. Taylor's like, no, they've, so, gone, they've gone too far. Oh, yeah, the only we've got to commit to this. <laughs> if this isn't white privilege to its finest, like, let's just go as far as we can and see how much we can get away with it in the 1990s. Yeah. Sorry. What are you sorry for? Bringing up the facts, the cold hard facts. Man, nobody wants to talk about those. No, no, no. <laughs> but his problems go awry because the Ed Man, his rival for Jessica Beale's affections, oh yeah, decides to shove Ian into a locker yet again so that the jocks don't get the answers. No. So then they assault Jonathan Taylor Thomas. At what is clearly a college party. Yes. And knock him out. Clearly. Drug him. It's unclear. But he wakes up in the middle of the desert in a Santa suit with no money and a Santa beard and a Santa hat glued onto his body. Yeah. Which, good image. I actually kind of like that. I have no idea. I have no idea how this plot like works like I don't know how you think of these ideas it's so seemingly at random um mm-hmm. but the image of him in the desert with the Santa Claus outfit iconic I would say in the in the realm of holiday classics from you know 1999 uh <laughs> it's up there 1998 but yeah 98 she's <laughs> <laughs> schooling you dude go to hell Ooh, okay <laughs> um so- no go ahead katie oh yeah i was just gonna say so jonathan taylor thomas tries to get back home he tries to call his father his father is like you were a teller of tall tales and i don't believe you so no more money the buck stops here so jonathan taylor thomas has to figure out how to get back on his own and he runs into a bunch of grandmas who are on their way to a tom jones concert in nevada at las vegas which is Probably the point that I would be a character in this movie because who doesn't want to see Tom Jones? Yeah, and those women are are you know just they seem like a riot. The Tommies, oh, they're yeah. so adorable. He goes, he goes, uh, you go, you want to ride with us? He goes, do you have what's new, Pussycat? <laughs> <laughs> that shit is funny. So like every now and then, this movie reminds me that it's like we're pretty clever. And also, do you notice how wordy this dialogue is? Um like the stuff these like the stuff these characters are saying it feels like sometimes I'm like oh shit I should like some of this uh it, it's so um I don't know to the point of over the top a bit but it's so stylized at times the way these characters talk like uh it's so it's so like rhythmic at times like i remember his like nerdy friend who's getting locked up he's like oh like Eddie something and his troglodyte trio and like all this crazy it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like very like and it's weird because Jonathan Taylor Thomas like spits out monologues like that like pretty frequently in this movie and he does a really good job because uh, like they're they're tongue twisters um it, I, it's a shame the plot couldn't mirror the uh the uh, ambitious dialogue I do think this movie moves though it does. like it definitely has a great pace to it it's I don't really get bored with any, because it's an episodic kind of film. Jonathan Taylor Thomas gets into one pickle. He has to figure out how to get out of it. That's part of his whole character. Right. And he does. And eventually he just trips his way into the plot. Oh, yeah. It's like every five minutes, that's when he's going to change into the next thing. And so you're like, can't even spend time being bored. 
And everyone who's always driving the car always has super witty things to say. I mean, we'll get to the bus driver, but <laughs> <laughs> the bus driver is pretty dang funny in my opinion. So let's start flying then. So now the movie's moving. Uh, while while Jonathan Taylor Thomas is in his pickle, Allie has decided to to ride back with the Ed Man, uh, JTT's ultimate rival. Uh, and uh, help me out. Allie lives in the same small New York town Jonathan Taylor Thomas does, weirdly? Yeah, Larchmont, New York. All right. But Edman does not? No, where does Edman... It's confusing. All right, yeah, cool, just they... making sure. <laughs> well, so they end up taking hitting the road together as well, and she lays down some pretty woke ground rules, I think, for the time period. As much shit as we want to give this movie, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Um, like, what was it? It was like... Yo, no, no, no racist, homophobic, uh, misogynist remark. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'll have to slug you. I'm like, whoa, pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. and Jessica Beale laying down the law. And then like, they're pretty frequently, they, they, they make no mistake about it. They're pretty frequently like Jessica Beale is a powerhouse and like these guys are dumb. So I, I'm actually yeah. kind of into that. Cause like it could so easily, especially I feel like in the era have turned into this like, Rom-com. And then they very much are fighting over her, like dudes or whatever. But like, she's not, she's not really succumbing to it, which I enjoy. Um, yeah, she's not having that re- nonsense, especially right. later down the line. For sure. So he said he hits the road with the Tom Jones Santas, and that quickly doesn't work he out. Bars. Yeah, and then they kick her out. And he also we we have to go for the fact that when he's like. Her the grandma's teeth fall out, uh, which are close to his private areas. He's like, hey, oh no, don't go down there. And I'm just like, Disney has gone through a phase, and man, oh man, I never thought I would hear that in a Disney movie, but it definitely was in there. It's true. There's a whole weird thing about sex in this movie where it's clear that like every like there's moments where it's clear that sex is happening. <sighs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Allie are clearly not having it. Neither are his Eddie and Allie, but like later on the waitress and the cop clearly are, and there's all these like references and it it gets really like, there's a lot of sex jokes in this movie, which is a really weird move for Disney. It is super weird. And like, so when he gets bounced out of that car, is this, is this when like he's standing in CGI snow? (laughs) And he's like, he's like, this is the worst day of my life. And then it starts CGI snowing above him, and he's like, and it just got worse. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is the worst day of your life. Not not the day that your mother recently died. Or like any number of things, you freak. But <laughs> the thought that your dad married this woman, which you have made a point, you can't go home for Christmas, that's not the worst day of your life? Which it is pretty, it is it is something that his dad married that woman ten months after his his mother passed. I mean, do we we don't know how his mother passed, but like, is it okay that he did that to you guys? I want to discuss. Like, is that an okay thing, or is that too heady for bad movie brunch? Like, I don't I don't think so. Like, I I I don't think it's good. But at the same time, the movie never pauses to like have a real discussion about it. These are things that are just mentioned as part of the backstory and to show that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is damaged in some way. But the there's no reflection or any thought put into it. The movie just kind of rolls by it. And I get it. It's not that kind of movie. But at the same time, why mention it? 
It's I have no idea, and then they they like hold it back too, like they bury that lead. Like here's why the here's why the character's damaged. Bet you care about him more mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, well, I don't really. Uh, also, the stepmom is just like so nice. She's just the nicest like, woman. Are you sure, sweetie? Like you you really want to bribe him, but she doesn't like get invested in it at all, and isn't like the stereotypical trope of a stepmom. Like isn't like sweetie, you shouldn't allow him to do that. Who cares? She's just kind of like, oh, okay, hubby, you're right. Whatever you need me to do. Also, I still want to get him a sweater, and I don't know what size yet. So right. that's uh, you don't have time to think about it. Because guess what? The next ch- key change on this musical endeavor is coming up, and you gotta get him into a next car with some random other person. Yeah, and you know, this is true. The way I see it, he almost Jonathan Taylor Thomas almost dies. Yeah, many times. <laughs> JTT, his mom. And his dad probably had an agreement. She was probably terminally ill for years. <laughs> and they had decided that he could get married, you know, uh, as soon as she died. I don't think that's... That's, what I, I, that's my background. <laughs> and so that's I why... I don't it's, think it's that true no, either. I, I, well, no, oh, I well, uh, 10 months is a long time. And some pick, people, it's they like... They picked this woman out together. Yeah. I, I mean, if that was us, that's what I would, ha- I would yeah, do. Yeah, I love you. I love you, but no, I don't think that's, I think he was probably like, oh, God, I'm so lonely and so sad. And this woman was like, hello. And they were like, all right, the end. And no one thought about it. All right. Yeah, but marriage so quickly, that's the thing that I understand is uncomfortable. That's pretty good. If they were dating, that'd be one thing. But the fact that they're married after less than a year. Yeah, she's not even cold yet. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) and, And he's already like, you know. It, did this woman go to the funeral with the dad? Maybe. Ooh. I'm assuming so. I don't think so. I bet. No. Yes. This is not. No. I I, I'm, I like this. That, I'm going to write this movie. I was just going to say, that nice lady who's just looking for. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. So That's anyways, JTT almost gets killed by a rogue driver who's searching for his his disgusting burger and tomato he dropped on the dirty floor of his car. His van. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends up hitching a ride with this dude named Nolan. And this guy's a fucking goon. One of the many side characters that are like super funny in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and he's like still like eating that shit, which is so gross. Because like you watch him fiddle around with this like wet ass tomato and like gross looking burger. <laughs> All over the floor of this fucking car. Oh. I don't know. I, I love him. Oh, I do. I don't dislike him, but that burger's fucking gross, man. And then <laughs> they get pulled over, and he realizes that. Because they see the Ed man. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> they we, also see uh, Allie and Eddie we keep constantly. S- somehow, acro- across country, of all the streets, of all the highways across the entire nation, they somehow end up neck and neck with Allie and the Ed man so frequently. It's fucking bizarre. It happens here. It happens later on. So they get pulled over. Jake does classic sweet talking and says all the all the goods in the back, which we find out are stolen, are like, oh, these are oh, sir, these are gifts we're given to the you know children hospital. Look how look how nice and innocent I am. That's my JTT. Uh, it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so they end up like, well, I'll I'll, I'll take you there myself. And so, like, the cop gives him, like, an escort all the way to this hospital only to give these fucking terminally ill kids, like, fucking, what, like, easy-bake ovens. Not really. They're fucking, like, lame-ass toasters. No, no, no. He gives this little girl a really large toaster Huge. oven that can fit four bagels, and she's actually into it. 
Like, she does not want to let go of that oh, toaster yeah. oven. Yeah, she wants a gift. And then, cue the, in the best person in the whole movie, the, the purest, little boy, purest boy, who's like, I just want to be home with my mom, my dad, my grandma, and everyone. And it's like, end the movie there, bam. Yeah, that was pretty pure. That kid was good. He was really, he was really performing. Not th- it was the only heart in the entire movie. Literally. It was the only real Literally. heart that went came through. And they, it's not, it's not for lack of trying. Like they want. It's just like it feels like it feels like you know when when people post those memes of like I had a bot uh, watch this and write a script. Like uh. this movie seems like a robot wrote it. Uh, in terms of like how like <laughs> how like characters are acting, they're like very tropey. The stuff they say is so like. It, oh god, it's so like like every line and shit. Uh but not, you know, again, not for lack of trying. They try to make love plots and romantic things happen. Uh so speaking of Yes, let's do it. Take us there. So the cop it turns out has had some problems with his own and moved by hearing this child talk about how he wants to go home. He calls up his estranged wife and begs her to come home for Christmas. Problem is, his wife, Marjorie, wants nothing to do with him because he stayed out all night at this bar called Smitty's, their small-town bar, and kissed an old girlfriend. So she <laughs> left him and went all the way to... Ne- this takes place in Colorado, by the way. So she left him and went all the way to Nebraska to work funny. at this cow-themed restaurant to get away from him. So he enlists JTT because he's like, if, if she'll listen to anyone, she'll listen to Santa. So I'll oh, drive God. you to Nebraska. <laughs> keep keep going. Oh, You're killing me. <laughs> so he arrives, and of course, Marjorie, he, and he's like, "What do you want me to say?" And Max, the police officer, is like, "Tell her if she doesn't come home, I'll die." And there's a cut to her just going like, "Good, then die." And she's in her like little cow hat. And she's trying to serve everybody, and JTT is trying to connect with her by talking about his own relationship problems. And there's this guy, and he's like, isn't it weird that, you know, the dad married the stepmom 10 months after the funeral, and there's a guy that is like, not if she's hot. Oh, Which yeah. It's a very interesting choice. Yeah, is she a babe? Attention. It's like, well, that's a weird... Oh, weird, a babe, yeah. yeah weird, not if she's a babe. I'd be like, weird fucking thing to say, man. Eat your steak. This isn't about <laughs> you. It's about... Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie. Right. He like writes him a song on the spot, which isn't the lyrics aren't that good. <laughs> this movie's about him being the best liar there ever was. Right. And like romanticizing his lying. Oh, yeah. Because even in. Uh, isn't he the coolest guy? He can lie. He's so a con well. man. Isn't he good at conning people? His feelings for <laughs> his feelings for nobody really make him a true, a truly compelling character. But it's okay because he has the face of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I love Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean, amen. <laughs> and frosty, frosty tips. Five foot three without him, five foot eight with the frosted <laughs> tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas enlists a fiddle band to help this cop sing Which, a where did they come love from? song parody of Oh Christmas Tree. And he eventually, the cop wins back his wife. And makes the suggestion that they're gonna have sex shortly after oh, the yeah. scene. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. which, which I don't really. Yeah. So like, and where does that and where does that leave Jake? So he's watching a TV 
where he once again no they buy him a bus ticket oh. right right they, right they're yeah, so thankful to be having sex oh, okay again. that's right they're having sex again and they're so. really happy that santa helped them fuck and so they wanted to get him. What's, what, what gift do you give the man that has everything? A bus ticket. Home. Uh, yeah, well, home. And so. To get that Porsche. How does Jake see. So Eddie and Allie are at this weird fair, at this like tiny like German like, yes. Christmas fair. How does he possibly see them on TV? Are they in the same town again? I, I, think, I think that they're near each other. Okay. I, well, actually, no, because he's in Nebraska and they're in right. Iowa. Right. It's so the fucking Bavarian bizarre. Village is in Iowa. So I guess maybe, because they call it a world-famous Bavarian village, yeah. but like, come on, movie. No. Yeah, and also, they don't... Go ahead. They're basically trying to be like, guess what? This is probably the coolest, winteriest town in the United States. And it was so obviously there are going to be news camera there, and it's going to be nationwide. Oh, that's so bizarre. That just <laughs> makes sense, though. You can't just decide something makes sense and then oh. Hey, that. they go to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's not even on the way to New York, so don't even get me started. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I said the screenwriters are robots, but robots robots would know how to read a fucking map. That's the thing. I'm like, like so annoyed. I'm like, even though there's one at the beginning with the animation with the snowball and yeah! the Santa hat. <laughs> Ten minutes long of it too, by the way. Like, wouldn't that be your first? first movie's mm-hmm. like all right what where do i have to put this through and then make your but like they're just like those states are all near each other like i was looking for logic about them going to wisconsin that i even was starting to type in famous santa runs in wisconsin she's like it's obviously real uh, it's, i'm like it's ob- like obviously they were looking at a certain one and that's why we got here there is none so i'm just like you couldn't place this in illinois you couldn't place this in indiana whoever puts movie in indiana anyway so like give them some credit a shout out but no, we're going to Wisconsin. Go out of our way. So he has he sees uh, Allie and the Ed Man kissing under mistletoe, uh, and like they're having a weird moment. Like there's like that full size clock of like a man chasing a woman, and he's like, "Oh look, the, it's like he's sexually <laughs> assaulting her." And fucking Eddie Eddie's retort is so weird. He's like, he's like, uh, <laughs> "Don't witness it. You might have to testify." And she's like impressed, like. <laughs> She's like, wow, wow. You're, you're more witty than I thought. That was you were. actually kind of smart. It's like, what the fuck? That's like, a- a- Allie. Guys, 18 year old boys don't know about the word that testify. That was not in a Weinstein world. No. The, like, what a weird thing. And like, that's where her character jump ropes because she's all woke and shit and says none of those jokes. And then he makes that joke and she's like, you're really funny. Let's kiss under mistletoe. No, well, first they throw and you know, some snow and they interrupt those true. dancers. They run over their stage. So and annoyed. And that kiss, by the way. She's got to have, I don't even know, she's had, she has hot dog mouth. Isn't she like, <laughs> isn't she like eating a hot dog and then like he smooches her like with full mouth? So like, which is fine. I like hot dogs. Babe, you like hot dogs. I, I love hot dogs, but I wouldn't kiss you with a hot dog in my mouth. Yes, you would. But <laughs> regardless. Right, help me, everyone. <laughs> my man is telling me how to live my life. Wait, I wouldn't kiss you with a hot dog in your mouth. I don't like ketchup. Oh, cool. So that's settled. Anywho, Katie. So he sees it. <laughs> so he sees it, and uh, he, he. How does he con his bus driver, who is the funniest character in the movie? He like tries to go up there, and the bus driver's all like, "Behind the yellow line." <laughs> he magically finds. I'll let you take it, Katie. <laughs> he he puts together a fake liver and the, so and gross. puts it in like a lunch pail Ew. and says that. They need to get it to this Bavarian village for a transplant. 
for a little girl that has the same name of his, of his girlfriend. Yuck. Which, why first they pan to the little girl, uh, like, coloring, which I don't know why we are, like, we spend so much time looking. But also, shout out to the man who's eating the raw hamburger meat. Like, putting, on, like, barbecue on, on it. With the, like, Wonder White Bread. Ugh. I'm like, how? And, and then, that becomes the liver. Yeah. And also, why mm-hmm. doesn't the, like, how does he steal it? I'm That's the one time where I'm sad. I'm like... I actually want to see him make up this plan and have to like steal it from these people and take the blue little um, cooler and then bring it up. And then the military man comes in and yeah. saves the day. Yeah, it's like such a weird collection, like a sorted like a collection of characters. Like fucking, so there's this dude eating raw barbecue meat, which becomes the liver. There's a Santa Claus, this is JTT. There's this scary ass bus driver who insists everybody stay behind the yellow line and he won't fucking deviate from his path even for the liver transplant and then this like full-on like striped military man like comes up and is like sir like you have to do this at once or yada yada and he's like ah! and they like fucking roll like and hit he's the like, gas well if it's gonna be a decision it's my decision and so then he's like but everyone and everyone celebrates because everyone's invested even the man who's cooler he probably stole and isn't gonna acknowledge mm-hmm. that that's his cooler um that, guy, and, that guy's just along for the ride he's like <laughs> well i wanted to see what would happen <laughs> so and, and then he's like this is my decision but everyone behind the yellow line and then cut to isn't that when we find them in the bedroom together yes the best yeah, they the could best. only get the not the honeymoon but it's like the nutcracker suite uh, the nutcracker so they have to share a room suite? together you saying the nutcracker sweet cake? <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny. They make a joke about like how fully clothed Eddie is. He's wearing like eight pairs of clothes, which I thought was actually pretty hilarious. Um, but it starts, the way they start it is she's just like, hey, I'm, I, I never thought I'd end up in bed with you, but I feel really comfortable. Pan over. He's wearing mittens. He's in a sleeping bag. He's in all of his clothes. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of Kind of clever. So also like similar to like an early online where like JTT like slides into her, her bed while she's asleep and he's like, Oh, you always thought you always wanted to know what it'd be like to wake up next to me. Or like something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. His voice. Well, that's how he sounds. <laughs> but so like they yeah, they're in bed together, but they don't really like, they're not like in bed together. And then JTT finally arrives to find uh, her, and the Ed man, the Ed man appears out of the shower with nothing but a towel (laughs) around his muscly little body. So muscly. And in the midst of all of like the three of them, (laughs) fucking, it's actually hilarious. Like Allie and JTT get in this like huge fight or whatever, and like fucking, he's all pissed to see Eddie there, and he just like rips his towel off. Like so, so I'm to understand, and Taylor pointed this out too. Like I'm to understand that. So his go-to move is to be like, "Oh, you're gonna come in here and bang my girl? Well, I'm gonna look at your dick, man," or like something like that. It's and like then he, Jessica Biel doesn't even react to the peen, which like I'm assuming that, I'm assuming the first penis she's ever seen because she's been very adamant that she's not like giving it up to either of these lame-ass dudes. Yeah. So like, well, in person, I guess I don't know her life. I'm not gonna assume that, but. Only to JT, not JTT. That's true. The real JT. Not the JTT. Her hubby. Do you think mm-hmm. they were, were they dating at the time? Cause no, in... Britney Spears. Okay. Come on, don't forget about Sorry, that. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah, they were <laughs> denim on denim and denim on denim. Oh, God, you're right. So, <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good era, you guys. And yeah. he's standing there like bare dick in the middle of their like not so marital like fight. And 
I don't understand why that's the thing that happens. I think they're like the kids will love this if like and what's like funny about genitalia, yeah, dude. What's funnier than dicks? And the other one, the other screenwriter's like nothing, and they like <laughs> high fived each other. Um, but as they're fighting, like Eddie like reappears and he's like in like a like a bathrobe and he's just like watching the fight from the background and it's really <laughs> funny. We live in this brief little <laughs> period here where Eddie is fucking amazing. Like he gets super funny for a second. So we like cut from this to like now Eddie and like and like Jake are riding together like on this fucking yeah. horrible road trip and it's hilarious they're just broing out just like, being like total bros oh i didn't I oh because jessica beale is fed up with both of them so she takes jtt's ticket for the bus right oh yeah so she's they're like, just broing down it's like oh mm-hmm. you didn't aim for me but uh i'm gonna be walking funny for the rest of your weeks I've, that I've, sucks dude it's like, i've never seen that before i was like nuclear man i felt so bad for you i just had to help I'd give you like it was just like oh that's funny as fuck <laughs> like yeah. the way they're just being total dudes cracked me up and i'm standing there i'm like wait a minute like is eddie actually hilarious like is it oh he is eddie's fucking funny i'm like just yeah, t- i can tell he's the best character in the movie oh that's fair I, uh, but like peak when he's being a total bro hound right here and it's just like fucking uh they're, they're like they become the best thing going in the movie like i kind of want them to get together mm-hmm. like i ship them uh, I ship Ian and him because, like, Ian's got the most unconditional love for JTT, S- sitting in, answering the phone for Papa and and sitting in lockers for him. But Eddie immediately. Yeah, but he left him in that locker. We never see Ian ever again. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an unconditional love for Ian for JTT. JTT. It is not reciprocated. Not yeah. It, it's also about abuse of power there. Like, ooh, if you want to get into it, that's the moment of like. That's so messed up. But watch him. But Eddie's a man of of uh, he's a complicated soul because in the midst of like this lone scene, he goes from being total bro, total bro, total friend hound, to immediately being like, "Oh, it's bad for my rep to do something nice for you, and you're still gonna go after Allie." So sorry, man. Drops him off like minutes later, and <laughs> take me to the take me to like the final the final little beat before like taking us home to to to, to New York, Katie. In a very pre nine eleven world, what goes down? Okay, so first off, uh, JPT trips into a Santa race <laughs> and manages to race. This very nice guy pays for his ticket to get in, and he manages to win at like the very last second to win this one thousand dollars in a race full of Santas. And on his way to the airport, he finds out that the uh, guy that he raced was actually the mayor of the town, and he gives his winnings every year to buy poor people turkeys. So JTT has a moment of like, I can't take poor people's turkeys. So he goes and he drops off the uh, money and he, <laughs> he has this moment with him and this guy actually have like a very sweet moment where he's like, we could set up a place. And he's like, nah, I gotta, gotta try to get to Christmas. So he calls up his sister and he's like, I'm not going to be able to make it. Tell dad that this is it. I tried my best, but I'm just not going to be able to do it. And his sister is like, well, I actually have a whole bunch of money saved, so I could go call a travel agent and get you a ticket, and then you'd be home for Christmas, right? So she does that with the caveat that to identify that he has the ticket because he doesn't have an ID on him, 
that he has to do a password. So he goes and he has this ridiculous password that's like, I am unworthy and my sister is a cool goddess or whatever. It's a good password. And they still won't let him fly because he doesn't have an ID. Of course they won't let him. <laughs> but it's still very pre-9-11. Very pre-9-11. get that far. Yeah, can you, tra- can you have a travel agent get me a plane ticket for like 20 minutes from now and I'll just walk right up to the gate and, you know, yada, yada. But they're really... 12-year-old st- sister. Right. They're st- yeah. They're sticklery about, about him having an ID, but not so sticklery about like... As he sneaks into like stowaway with like <laughs> animals in the bottom of, like of the plane or whatever in like the cargo hold, it was so fucking weird. And like I think about that a lot. We we, we you know we also saw Eddie go to jail. Yeah, Eddie <laughs> Eddie gets like th- like taken away to jail and never never spoke of again because the police. Yeah, he also in. gets oh. written out of the movie. Yep, because he says like a wisecrack to the cop and hey, he gets arrested for balls. it. Yeah. <laughs> Move your candy canes, and that gets you in prison for life. Yeah. And then... So Jake gets home, eventually. Mm-hmm. And all is well, and he learned a little something about himself and the Christmas spirit, wouldn't you say, Katie? <laughs> I suppose. He, he, <laughs> the thing that this movie does is that he eventually realizes that, you know, the true spirit of Christmas, which is really what all these movies are about. And so instead of making it he actually waits with Allie outside of his house just long enough so that he misses being able to get the porsche it was very big and the whole idea is that now he understands the meaning of christmas because he um he waited and it's like yeah no it's actually about family because he can't actually get the thing that he wanted for himself yeah which he appreciates and they share a little kiss and then he goes and he spends some time with the family and he kind of has this moment with the stepmom where he's like my sweater size is actually 36 he and walks. they all just have a Merry Christmas. One by one making amends. Like, Dad, we'll fix up the Porsche together for the next 30 or 40 Christmases. Also, Dad was going to give mm-hmm. it to him still, which is very annoying. Hey, new mom. You're, yeah. my, you're my new mom. Hey, sis. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out, sis. And then he's basically like, <laughs> so the white privileged boy who had three hard days of his life, uh, learned a little something about himself, got the girl, gets the car, has money all the time, still gets to be white and blonde and gorgeous. Still lying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still a fuck. Like, I don't. It's like, oh, yep. how were the last three days? He's like, uh, oh, nothing. Piece of cake. I'm like, Because I'm still lying. You're fuck, man. But don't worry, everyone. I'll be home for Christmas next year. Mic drop. Bum. Good job. Good job. But overall. Thrilled we watched it. Happy to kick off the uh, the Bad Movie Brunch holiday month with a fucking banger like I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, always happy to talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I hope to Christ, if I ever meet him, he doesn't know that I said his character was a douche. And um, hear your impression. Yeah. Oh, hey, Luke Taylor. <laughs> is that you? Reclusive filmmaker Luke Taylor. I heard your podcast. I'm like, hey, JTT. I preferred you as a child in Lion King, and everything after like 10 years old, I'm not really super into, but you were all right on Smallville. We shake hands, and then, uh, you know, I, I assume get a drink somewhere? Yeah. Katie, are you all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, do you have any final thoughts on the movie? I, I was so excited that we were able to watch this movie together because it really is my favorite Christmas film. Yeah. Ever for good or for ill. Yeah. And it was so lovely having you, Taylor. And I'm, I'm glad Thanks. we got to reintroduce you to the magic of Only Home for Christmas. Yeah. It's Disney. It's Christmas. It's JTT. It's everything you could ever want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. don't forget about Home Alone and 
well, it's like the same kind of. Yeah, anywho. Well, this is. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, well. But I also see the sentimental value of going home to your grandma's and watching this movie, and then like. Also, JTT and all that stuff. This so. is an excellent movie, Brent, because uh, then we talk about Home Alone 1, 2, and 3, to be honest. Yeah, all in one sitting. Katie, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Whatever anybody chooses to celebrate or not celebrate, we support. Uh, we will be coming through this rest the next uh, few weeks uh, with more holiday classics. I want to get, uh, I definitely want to do Jake S. Weissman for uh, an Eight Crazy Nights episode in the near future, uh, if you'd be interested in nice. that. So uh, we'll 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 put our heads together, me and you, Strawberry, and we'll we'll figure her out. Okay, sounds great. Wonderful to talk to you again. So happy to be back doing the podcast. Sorry to anybody that listened to us. And by that, I mean sorry to our two listeners, Robert Riley and Abby Dupie. We love you. We love <laughs> we love you, and we will be recording far more frequently. Uh, we love you. I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grossinger. I'm Taylor Shepard. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, folks. Bye.